On this episode of Deep Thrones, we review Season 1, Episode 4, Cripples, Bastards, and Broken Things. We discuss the introduction of some important characters, we break down the Stark Lannister tension, and we all get a peep at Theon's dick. Winter is here. Hey guys, welcome to Episode 4 of Deep Thrones. This is uh, Cripples, Bastards, and Broken Things. I'm Sims. My partner CD is on the, on the uh, airwaves here. Hey. Um, so, I got a pretty outrageous story to share with you before we get into the meat and potatoes of the podcast here. All right. Um, Let's hear it. I, I actually, anyone who knows me who listens to this knows that I am a huge meme guy. And I, you know, I call memes memes. I'm a big Instagram guy, always, always on the gram, checking stuff out. And so one of my favorite accounts on the gram is Mr. Left Hand. Oh, God. And no, don't if follow. Don't, if, you don't, if you don't follow him, give him a follow. It's pretty outrageous stuff. But essentially, the majority of his uh, Instagram posts are basically about just eating ass and, like, weird taboo sexual stuff. But mostly the first so, part of that statement. It's all about yeah, <laughs> eating butt it's what's it's 2018 whatever get over so, it get over it yeah um, yeah get over yourself so we all do it yep i he, he had a post yesterday that says quote unquote where's all the beautiful ladies with pretty booty holes at <laughs> so so i can't help myself but comment on this thing and to give a little background a couple weeks ago i forget who i'm talking to but yeah let's not read this person out, out on air <laughs> yeah yeah but i i, I found out that bleaching your booty hole isn't just like bleaching the hair of your booty it's actually bleaching the skin on the booty hole which is wild i had no idea i always thought it was just the hair right so i count i comment Jesus my findings Christ. on mr left hand's post and some of the replies i get are just the oh, most no. outrageous replies you got quotes <laughs> i got hella quotes so <laughs> So, all right, this you got guy, some Kofefe over there. <laughs> I got I got hella media Kofefe over here. So this guy at Real James Royale, he says, "Imagine a brown beehole with platinum blonde hair." At James Lundberg seventy one, that shit is the fucking jam on white broads, man. And then, and then. Uh, at not from Portugal, which this guy's definitely from Portugal. Uh, he goes, bro, you've been bung tonguing hairy pig cutters? Question <laughs> mark. <laughs> that one, that I was literally crying because I I posted this that comment last night. And oh I woke my up god! This morning, and that comment's the first thing I see. So I for just, some reason. The platinum blonde hair one just immediately made me in my head go, "Dear Slim, I wrote you, but you still ain't calling." <laughs> Stan. Yeah, he was talking about he was talking about his bleach booty hole that whole song, man. Um, and right. for those of you tuning in, this is a Game of Thrones podcast. Right. Yeah. So we'll we'll actually well, yeah let's let's give the people what it. they're looking for here. For so, platinum booty uh, holes. <laughs> review of the episode. First scene. We start out in Winterfell. Um, Brand's kind of having a flashback to the non-flashbacks. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Three-eyed Raven flashback, and then he wakes up. Old Nan's chilling there by the bedside. Theon's also in the room. Um, Hodor shows up to carry him downstairs to the uh, main hall where 
where Lord Rob Stark is um, expecting you know a new visitor for the day. And you can actually see Rob actually stepping into the, the role of Lord here since Ned's been gone for a while. So this this is you know, some good character development beginning here. Tyrion actually shows up because he's on his way back from Castle Black and you know, Rob at first and the whole Stark retinue is being a dick to Tyrion, but Tyrion turns out showed up to, you know, say hi to Bran because he heard that he woke up and he brought this gift for him. And it's a specialized saddle that allows them to uh, be able to ride a horse, you know, people with shorter legs or people with no leg function to be able to ride horses. So Bran's actually really excited about it. Rob's whole attitude changes and he opens up the hospitality of Winterfell to Tyrion. And Tyrion takes that opportunity to quickly be like, all right, I'm going to go to the whorehouse. So <laughs> see you guys later. Priorities. And uh, Yeah, exactly. And then Theon shows up outside as, as Tyrion's on his way to the whorehouse. And um, just basically, basically uh, they have a chat about the last time they saw each other. And Tyrion knows that Theon is not a Stark. And Theon's kind of identifying as a Stark because he sees Rob and, and John and them and his, as his brothers. And um, he's like, no, you're a ward of, of the Great Joys. You lost a rebellion. That's why you're here. You know, and Theon, they, they kind of give each other shit. Uh, you got anything to add? On that uh, scene? Yeah, hi, I'm John Sheedy. I'm also on this podcast. Uh, that scene <laughs> is a good one. And the reason I really like that scene, too, is because it comes back later on in the series. Uh, Tyrion and Theon's paths will cross once again. And when they do, um, Tyrion actually brings this up and kind of uses it against young Theon. And uh, I love it. I love that because I actually forgot about this scene uh, when I watched that later on. And then coming back now and doing the rewatch and seeing that, I really appreciate it in hindsight. And that's and it's mm-hmm. it speaks to Tyrion too. Like we said last episode, he always knows every player in the game, so he's always two steps ahead. Exactly. Tiny little and then steps. We, <laughs> that's a nice little jab you threw in there. We jump up to uh, Castle Black. And Sam Tarley shows up. This is his first scene. Oh. And uh, I mean, poor Sam. He's uh, he's he's a southern guy. He's from Horn Hill, so he's not used to the cold to begin with. But he's kind of, I mean, not kind he's of. Poorly. He's, he's Yeah, he's he's not been, he's not known for fighting or anything like that. I mean, he's a soft dude. He, he's he's more of a bookworm, um, which is fine. But back in these days, especially going up to Castle Black, you want to yeah. be able to. This is like this is just like when me and Chris were back in high school, and he was he was getting his ass kicked every day, and he came to me. He's like, "Listen, you're the lead in the school play. Can you have my back?" And I was like, "I got you. I'll take care of it." (laughs) Yeah, exactly like that. And then so Sam gets his ass beat in training, and he yields. Alistair Thorne's like, "No, keep going on him. Keep hitting him until he gets up." And John Snow stands up for him, and he's like, "It's like." kind of really driving into the to the rivalry in between Alistair Thorne and Jon Snow. Everyone's and, coming at Sam, basically. He's basically in the uh, middle and just get he's like he's getting Riley Reeded at this point. Everyone's coming in, oh, having man. a turn. And uh it's <laughs> pretty Daniel bad. Masker. Eight. Yeah, this was eight. This was number eight. <laughs> <laughs> don't Google that so, either uh, folks. We're gonna see a lot of things. Never Google it. If you don't know what we're talking about, don't Google it. Don't uh Google it. whether and, it's and, whether uh, it's Mr. Left Hand um, Indigo Mascor or, or Mr. Hands, don't Google anything. If we ever say Mr. and then a weird phrase after it, don't Google. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then so uh, so that's kind of the roots of uh, John and Sam's relationship. 
the next thing we get into here is in Bay's Dothrak. We'll travel, yeah. Viserys, yeah, and we'll jump over the narrow sea. And, oh yeah, yeah Viserys um, is in the tub with that chick. Yeah, exactly, and he's he's being a huge Joffrey again, just like he's such a about such a pod. Oh. He, he's like, oh, they they should follow me, you know, and and um, these are my people, it's my army, and and the cows leading them the wrong way, and is there like a really um, awkward so, sex scene? Right. I I mean, I thought it was I thought it was a good scene, honestly. Dorea's in there. One, she she's a babe. She's definitely a sure. Babe. She's sm she's a about, smoke. They're talking about Targaryen history and the history of dragons and stuff. He's and just like saying dragon names, and she's just like really getting into it. And I was like, "What is this? Does well, that those work?" Are, those are those are some of the those are I'm gonna try that next time. Dragons, I'm gonna try that next yeah. time with a girl. Be like Spyro, <laughs> <laughs> Dragonite, <laughs> Puff, Puff the Magic Dragon, Puff the Magic Dragon, Dragon Tales. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So then. Um, yeah, so that was, I mean, that was a great, I thought that was a great scene, honestly, because, you know, anytime that they throw in some history, and, you know, when you're first time watching through, you have no idea what, what they're talking about, but once you uh, get more in-depth into the show and the books, yeah, you they appreciate just, Yeah, to help explain the boring, uh, the boring um, backstory, they just put a naked girl in a tub, and they're like, people will pay attention. Exactly. That's just, exactly. Good, sh that's just good show writing. That's good editing. And then, uh, next scene here, we have... Sansa and Septimore Dane in King's Landing and the throne that, room. that scene I honest yeah I mean this scene was really boring to me I don't think we should spend too much time on it but basically Sansa's just upset and um and they're talking about her future and having kids with Joffrey and I don't know kind of a lame scene do you want yeah, to talk no. about that no I don't even fucking right. care about any of those people <laughs> okay <laughs> and then next scene um the, they're talking about the hands turning and preparing for it at the yeah, small, small council. Yeah, small council, yeah. Mm -hmm. And the commander of the city watch comes in, his name's Jeno Slint, and he's saying they basically they can't handle all the onslaught of people in the city. There's all types of crime happening. Yeah, and, it's uh, like when the taste of Chicago yeah. comes to town. Yeah, or like 4th of July when uh, all, there's a ton of uh, DUI officers out and everything. Right, and basically everyone's blowing thing. off fireworks. Yeah, and it's uh, you know, I mean, again, hand, uh, um, you know, kudos to get the Game of Thrones people for being able to show changing environments instead of just like a static, a static environment where, you know, maybe the changing environment doesn't have that much to do with the storyline itself, but it definitely adds to the believability of the show. Agreed. Great. Oh, and speaking of big words like believability, I looked up uh, separative. Listen. Uh, move past yeah, it. And it's a word. It's a word. All right? It is a word. <laughs> Not in the context it in which you word. used it. Well, it's a word. Uh, right, also, so two don't... moons. Two moons. It happens. Uh, one, it's a month. So there's two months. Is two moons. Yeah, it's two months. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, so I found that out too. So actually, shout out, shout out, uh, Colleen Mcmahon. She actually a friend of the podcast. I had, yep. I like, had a couple people the same thing same people I had a similar <laughs> situation I had like four people tell me like no that's how a moon works uh, well you know appreciate now it oh, and right now while we have a second um, thank you to all the people who are listening we really do appreciate that it makes it worth it for us oh, yeah. definitely does shout out shout out award winning listeners well to be award winning listeners so all right, so um, anyways, kind of wrapping up that small council scene, 
Ned goes to speak with Grandmaster Amen, or I'm sorry, Grandmaster Pycelle, yeah, um, about John Aaron and how he died and what he was doing before he died, what he said. Um, doing a little Pycelle research. Says that, yeah, doing playing some detective work. Yeah, and, it's on that um, Wikipedia. Pycelle's like. Um, yeah, he was reading this book before he died, and he kept saying in his deathbed, the seed is strong, the seed is strong. Um, and, you know, this is just giving Ned fuel to his fire. But then, you know, Ned's diving in, asking more questions, and Pycelle basically, and this is one of the funnier parts in the episode to me, he just gets out of the whole interrogation by saying, yeah, how about, you know, how about that Varys guy? He, you know, did you know he has no dick? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it just completely changes the subject. He's like, "Oh, I'm, get, I'm getting tired. How about Barris? Yeah, you know he's a eunuch, a eunuch, right?" And I was, and I just lost it. But you know I just kind of thought about like, <laughs> I just kind of thought about like, that's like when you when you get the infamous like, you've been talking to a girl for like four months, and you know you guys are doing all this stuff, and she's like, "What are we?" She's just like trying to dig into it, and you're just like. Yeah, did, you know, did you know, how about that shady kid? Did you know he had no dick? Like, wow, it's crazy. You know? Wait, 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 wait. Who are you telling that to? <laughs> Is this yeah, an actual conversation nah. that's taking place? No, no, no. That was, that was a hypothetical, but cool. still, still pretty good. Yeah. Good so, stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's upsetting. And, and so next next scene, we have uh, Ned and Arya talking about training with Serial Foral. And You've said his name differently of... each time you've brought him up. <laughs> I know. I don't know how to. I don't know. Is it Forel or Foil? I don't know. Forel? I just like cereal foil. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Cereal. I'll just call him cereal from here on out. I want him to say his last name. And then um, this is a touching scene because Ned actually smiles for like the first time since he's been in King's Landing, uh, just from sitting there and talking to Arya. Uh, so that was. I, mean, smile. I thought that was pretty neat. It's cute. They they talked about Bran, how he's awake. Um, and kind of his future saying that Brent's not going to be able to be a knight or like, you know, any sort of functioning fighter or anything. And Ned goes, well, he, he could have a different outcome. He could be like Bran the Builder, which is there's a long theory that Bran is actually all the past brands that were Starks. Right. Can, yeah, know, I saw that. I saw that. Sense. I saw that online, too. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah, but well, that's that's for another episode of the podcast. But. Uh, then they start talking about Arya's future, and to you know, to make it kind of a short story here, she's they're talking about her being a lady, and she's like, "No, that's not me. I'm I'm never going to be that way." So I I thought that was a touching moment between Ned and Arya. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, it, it was a good moment because again, like and we talk about this all the time, is that when these sincere moments happen, you got to take them because they go away quickly. And there's actually uh, some interesting moments in the next scene between John and Sam on the wall, Chris. If you want to discuss that a bit. Exactly. So we're we're back up at Castle but Castle Black, and Sam, you know, is still still really shaken up, still really kind of cowardly. Pussy. I don't like Sam and, to be uh, honest. This I is probably it's probably. I still don't. Oh really? I never like Sam, guys. It's a hot take. It's I don't like Sam. Take. He's. I don't I like mean, him. I think I think he has one of the better character arcs in the in the entire show. Okay. Good for you. Uh, well, anyways, we'll get to that in a few weeks. But um, they're they're up on top of they're up on top of the wall, and Sam's giving his background on how he, you know, got there and how his dad pretty much expelled him from Horn Hill because Sam's the oldest brother, so therefore it's a he's sad next story actually. 
Right. It's a very sad story. I mean, do you want to tell it? I mean, his you, dad you basically said you can either take the black and do something noble, or, uh, which is go to the wall, of course, or um, that we can like fake your, just kill you. Yeah. He said, or, or we can ride off for a, a hunting hunt axe. Yeah. And, and you'll have a tragic fall and die, and we'll just come back without you. What if he fell off his horse like they planned and he didn't die and they had to just kind of like do the staircase? Have you watched the staircase yet on Netflix? Oh my gosh, dude. What if they, they had a staircase, the staircase, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> dude, and Michael's just like, wow. How can I? I have nothing to do with it. <laughs> and then they're like, and then they're like, Yo, did your wife know you were bi? He's like, I'm not bi. And they're like, this dude said you blew him like five times. Like, where did this love affair happen? <laughs> yeah, like we, five we, times. We found, all the, we found all these ravens where you were sending dick pics to this, to this bi guy. So all right, all right, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then so uh, next scene is King's Landing here. Uh, Ned, Ned and Lord Baelish are talking. Ned's doing some more detective work, really digging himself into this hole that's eventually going to kill him. But um, little thing. Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. I mean, if no one, if no one knows that by this point, then I'm sorry. Just kind of forget that. Oh, but <laughs> and, this uh, is great. I love this scene because this is when Baelish is pointing out how many spies are in King's Landing. He's yeah, like, those are Varys' yeah, birdies. These are Cersei's birdies. These are my birdies. There's Bane crashing my plane, you know. And this, this is what Baelish does. And he's like, and he's like, uh, Ned's like, oh, you know, I was wrong not to trust you. And then Littlefinger goes, trust, not trusting me was the smartest thing you've done since you got here. And then just walks away. Uh, but an uh, important part in that is uh, Littlefinger mentions Sir Hugh of the Vale. Who was John Aaron's prior uh, squire, and then he got knighted Price right squire. after John Aaron's death. So he got knighted right after John Aaron's death. So it's it's Shady. kind of a red flag there. Like, Shady what, McCoy. Okay, so yeah. yeah. Next scene, we have Jory Castle goes and uh, confronts Sir Hugh to kind of interview him and get some more information out of him. And uh, Sir Hugh's just getting off. I love the, Jory. The, I really like Jory as a character. Yeah, Jory's a good guy. I like him a lot too. He's really straightforward, dude. Really loyal guy. So, and you don't see that much in the show. Um, but yeah, and Sir Hugh just kind of tells him to fuck off because he's not a knight, which is kind of lame. That's what that is lame. And that's not, like, yeah, that's lame. Yeah, pretty lame. And then that's like scene, when you used to get picked uh, on in high school by the theater kids, and I was like, no, he's one of us. <laughs> I guess it kind of all comes full comes circle. Full circle, it, guys. Comedy is full is a circle. Yeah. Uh, Gendry, and we introduced to Gendry. Gendry, yeah. Like, yeah, I fixed it. <laughs> He's uh, gentrifying some some steel back there, huh? Yeah. Um, yeah. So Gendry's at the armory. Um, so this a little background on this armory. This isn't just a regular uh, blacksmith shop. It's um, you know Tobo Mott's one of the best blacksmiths in the known world at that time, and he can rework Valyrian steel. He's one of the mm. only people that can do it. He so works at steel. Being his apprentice kind of gives him a little bit higher standing uh, than just like your regular uh, peasants, I suppose. And um, Ned Ned sees by the time he leaves there and speaks with Gendry, he knows that Gendry is uh, King Robert's bastard son. So, which doesn't mean much. I mean, everyone knows that the king has bastards. You know, he he. That's one of his favorite things to do is whore around. So yeah, and sometimes kings even have pee tapes in Russia have what uh p tapes in russia what's what's a p tape you didn't hear about that it's okay let's just move past it 
All right, we'll, yeah, we'll move on from that. And then, um, you honestly don't scene, know what the P tape is. The rumor that like the FBI is a P tape of the like president of Russia? No. Well, similar. Yeah, similar to I, that. With like I've Russian hookers. You've actually seen that? Who hasn't seen that? Me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, this we is the guy who's talking about booty holes tonight. with random internet people. You gotta do some strictly professional research tonight. SPR then, guys <laughs> gotta do that strictly professional research for the podcast. <laughs> Alright. Right. Next scene, we're at the Red Keep. Jamie and Jory are talking. Love that and, scene. Uh, yeah, pretty pretty neat scene. Jory's, they're talking about how they fought together. Jamie didn't really remember until Jory reminded him, but it's the second time that the Siege of Pike was brought up where the Greyjoy Rebellion was, was uh, defeated. And, uh, I don't know, Jamie, Jory's just really impressed with Jamie and uh, Jamie yeah. not so much with Jory. But the, the, the respect, but then they kind of, as they get talking, then it becomes a really good conversation and Jamie kind of gets into it, enjoying talking about the war by battles, I think. I agree. Well, yeah, but then Jamie kind of finishes off with well, like a dick. Again, at dick, this point, you know. Jamie is still, he hasn't had his big taste of humble pie yet, so he's still pretty cocky. He's flying high right now, you know, but he gets he gets a good yeah. old taste of humble pie. True. Eats True. Up and back up to Castle Black now. Um, John is, is uh, doing his thing. Kind of. They're just all eating, and he overhears people like making fun of Sam. One of the one of my favorite like quips that Sam was, "Oh, Sam, you mean uh, Prince Porkchop?" <laughs> <laughs> I kind of lost fucking, it. I don't know. Fucking uh, burn. And then, uh, so there's there's a little bit of tension there, but uh, you know, John is still taking that stand with Sam, and he goes, you know no one no one touches sam and the guy at the other table is like you know speak for yourself i'm gonna do i'm gonna touch them all over yeah and then they have that scene at night when it's like a prison uh, scene where they got like a pillowcase full of soap and they they just like gag the guy and then then, uh the the wolf is on his bed just like staring at him and john's like Mm -hmm. john's like it's time for some dinner Mm." he doesn't say that (laughs) but it would have been a weird sex scene i think he he thoroughly intimidates him into not messing with Sam. I was thoroughly intimidated. Exactly. And um, next just, scene, you know, and there's certain. Finally, John is starting to like his character starting to develop a little bit. He's pretty linear for a while. I think he's just pretty like not too interesting for a long time. Uh, it, like even now, it's kind of, kind of sort of like a boring thing where it's like, oh, he's standing up for the nerd, you know. Uh, but it starts yeah. getting really, really good. I think not too far from now you see him taking some leadership with this new group of guys that's what they're doing they're just introducing his character as a leader and as someone who could rally people together and stand up for weak people you know Mm -hmm. and we jump back to vase dothrak danny Mm. is thoroughly pregnant right now she's showing viserys is going nuts again he's being psycho he's being a little bitch as always he's not even excited for uh khaleesi uh, who's with child? She's gonna have the Kyle's uh, baby, which is whatever. I'm not worried about it. But uh, they're <laughs> so they get a little tiff, don't they? they get a little bit of a tiff. Yeah. So Viserys is kind of like shaking her and holding her. Which sh- anyone knows her. when there's a lady who's pregnant, if she's ever out of line, you gotta just give her a little rattle. 
Yeah, that's that's not, that's not ideal. Style. It's not ideal. Yeah, it's he's not a terrible. Her brother do. is legit a terrible friggin' dude, and he gets what he has coming to her. She kicks the shit out, which is friggin' awesome. Yeah, and well, and, and at the end of the scene, he just she like goes full blown backhand towards him. And... Yeah, she starts whipping his ass. It's awesome, and then she's just like, "I am a Khaleesi." Yeah, and Viserys is like on the ground crying from like a, sm a slap from Danny, who's like probably like five five, like a hundred ten pounds, if that. Hmm. And only if she's five Viserys three. And Viserys is As just Mixel on the ground crying from a little slap from him. Um, <laughs> and the next scene, Castle Black. That, that scene though, like after she smacks him, there was a little winter. It got very cold very quick. Winter was coming. Uh, just for the record. <laughs> Yeah, she can stand up for herself at this point, you know? She's oh, Big Bad Khaleesi. Big Bad Khaleesi, and, dude. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> Sounds like a fucking then, uh, UFC fighter. Big Bad big, Khaleesi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Heavyweight champ. Kimbo then, Slice. Uh, cross, cross the narrow sea again. Castle Black. John and Sam having one of the coolest conversations great combo. This is a so great, far. this is typical yeah. high school combo about just this, this that boom boom. <laughs> I mean, you get you get a bunch of guys together at, at you know training together at one time. I mean, you're basically just going to get a ton of quote unquote locker room talk. And here you see John and Sam talking about you know the only thing that they could probably relate to together at this point, other than the wall, is fiscal responsibility. Oh, women, yes, women, uh -huh. <laughs> women, girls, and you know he's they they're sitting there they're talking about chicks and uh, and Sam's like <laughs> I've never been with a woman, you know. And Sam just doesn't believe him. He's like, yeah, there's no way he never been. And John's like, well, it came close once. And, and Sam's basically just like, well, what? What happened? You didn't know where to put it? <laughs> <laughs> we don't, we've all had that moment, like, right? Uh, well, you know, so you, sometimes some things are a little closer to other things. And sometimes yeah, and then you, you get that you get yeah. that red alert. The UAVs. Uh, uh, um, and you're like, nope, nope, not there. Not, and you're like, oh, all right. You know, uh, you know the difference between jam and jelly. We all know the fucking joke. <laughs> all right. So, anyways, and then like John's like, oh no, I know what he put like. He's like, yeah, I know what I'm doing, and Sam's like, all right, show me. <laughs> and then and then and then John's like goes off into like this sad tangent about not knowing his mom and like basically saying that he couldn't go through with it because he didn't want to make another bastard. And then Sam just absolutely brings the thunder after that sad story and just goes, So, you didn't know where to put it? <laughs> Dude, I, that's one of the first times I actually laughed out loud in, in watching Game of Thrones. So I yeah, it was, it was a great too. moment, dude. It was pretty sad, uh, but a good good moment. Great moment, not knowing where to put it. Not knowing and where then to put it. I mean, we went, like I said. Alistair Thorne walks in, ruins the whole thing, just talking about... I mean, makes some valid points once again about you know they think this is a joke but you guys have never been through a winter you've never been on a ranging people die i mean this shit's like you don't know where joke, to put it yeah it's, it's not a joke quit playing around yeah total teacher and moment then, where uh, everyone's where everyone's grab ass and he's like hey cut cut it out yeah exactly which i mean you know say what you want about alistair thorne but he is a hardened veteran of the night's watch and you know he knows what he's talking about when it comes to that stuff did we skip over is this the episode where theon Nails the chick. Bros. Yeah. 
I don't, I don't, I don't remember him actually doing it. They talked about it. I think it's next him episode. Him and Tyrion talked about it. Yeah, him and Tyrion talked about it. Um, when, yeah. when they were leaving more war stories. Back. There's a lot of weird talk in this episode. Yeah, it is a lot of good conversation. Um, back to uh, Vase Dothrak and Danny and Jorah are talking about home, and Danny's basically admits to Jorah that he knows that Viserys isn't going to be the one to lead them home, um, which is a big realization in her character arc. Yes. Uh, next scene. Back in King's Landing, oh. uh, Sansa and Littlefinger at the at everyone's at the hands turning, and Littlefinger actually talks to Sansa for the first time. They meet. He's, he's doing a lot of gambling, um, but he's also introduces. He like talk introduces them to everyone, including the Hound in the Mountain. Tells them a right. lot about the House Clegane story about how uh, the Hound's face was burned when he was a kid by the Mountain because he was playing with the Mountain's toy, and the Mountain literally put his face in a fire. Again, this is his younger yeah, friggin' brother. What wild. a piece of oh shit. And uh, it's just him basically introducing all these characters while a joust goes on. Uh, and of course, Sir Hugh just gets absolutely fucked up in the joust. He gets killed by the mountain. Oh, man. Just gets absolutely slaughtered. It's kind of. Of all the I deaths mean, in Thrones, this one struck scene. me the hardest. It's pretty bad. Yeah, because there's like, they got like wood sticking out of his neck and he's like coughing up the lid. Yeah, and there's just blood squirting yeah. out of his artery. Yeah, it was pretty bad. He got staircased. Um, cool part about that scene and they couldn't really like bring it up in the show too much but in the books uh there was a lot of speculation that the mountain intentionally aimed high on sir hugh yeah um, i think it's it could be known that the mountain is not the nicest guy and loves killing people well not so much of that but more so because um people thought that he wanted uh, they heard that ned was interrogating him so they thought that they wanted him dead Mm, um, interesting. It's like a it's so like kinda, typical mob activity. Yeah, a little little conspiracy there. They were afraid Sir Hugh was going to flip. But get rid of the witness. That's how you do it, guys. That's how you do it, folks. Exactly. Those of you listening at home. Snitches, that's how you do snitches it. Snitches get stitches, you know. Yep, and sometimes, uh, like in Sir Hugh's case, you can't stitch that up. That is a. It's a DOA. Okay. Yeah, that's you're, you're dead. And then um, into the Red Keep, we have Ned and Cersei having a little conversation. And Cersei's really just sizing Ned up at this point. She she shows up at first kind of extending the olive branch. Great scene. Pretending like a, a facade of, of her saying, let's kind of squash this. But we all know that she's playing the game. You know, she's, but I don't then know. It, I don't, yeah. it heads to the game, though, because they start. Then they start. It almost becomes like a pissing contest because then it becomes right. like... I was trained to kill my enemies, your grace. And Cersei goes, so was I. And they're both just like, yeah. the smiles turn to grit teeth smiles where they're just like, you can tell at that moment they both just want to rip each other's head off, which uh, they exactly. don't, but eventually. And, and and Cersei's way better at this King's Landing game, you know. It, Ned's a brute, man. If, he just wants to fight, you know. Yeah. You know, if it was them lined up across the field from each other, then, you know, Ned wins, win sure. Of the but time. this is this is a, this is a chess match, and Ned doesn't doesn't know the rules of chess, all right? Neither do I. Exactly. I can beat doesn't people in checkers. I'm pretty confident. In, in, you can beat, I can beat anyone in checkers. All right. Well, that's a bold statement. Step the but fuck up. Is, Come get this work, better. bitch. <laughs> chess is a better game anyway, so get out it's of not here. not true. Checkers is way easier. King, king, king me. And uh, next scene, we're at the uh, Crossroads Inn, and all, all the way up in the Riverlands, Roderick Castle. Ooh, and, and, uh, uh, fun fact, Catelyn Crossroads, Stark. a good Britney Spears movie from, like, 2002. Also a great song by, um, by the Bone Thugs and Harmony. Wow. 
All right. Well, there yeah. you go, guys. There's all the crossroads facts you need for one day. Exactly. So, um, so Ket and, and Roderick are dining at the crossroad end, and Tyrion's on his way south back to King's Landing. So they meet at this middle point, and Catelyn and Roderick are hoping that Tyrion doesn't recognize them, but uh, Tyrion recognizes Catelyn right away. And Catelyn then, you know, still suspecting Tyrion of kill, or trying to kill Bran, calls upon all these bannermen um, in the Riverlands because, of course, you know, her being a Tully, her father is the warden of the Riverlands, so basically the indirect lord of all these, um, you know, soldiers in the in the end. So she calls upon all of them and and tells them that t- accuses Tyrion of murder and it has him arrested at that point. And that's how the episode ends, but it's very uh, catalytic point to end at because mm, good use of the word catalytic. Uh, thanks, man. Do you wanna you want me to Google search that one too? Make sure that's a word or yeah. Why don't got, you? You got me on that. Why don't yeah, you? It's pretty separative. Two moons, um, Chris. Two moons. <laughs> two moons. Two months. Um, but yeah, so that's that's how the episode ends, and I think overall, great episode. It um, was. I enjoyed this episode. I mean, the problem was. My AC was broken for a few days when I was doing my rewatch, so I basically was miserable watching it because it was a million degrees <laughs> in my house. I was essentially watching the episode naked, only wearing, of course, tall white socks and my all-black New Balances, and it was rough. <laughs> just, just ready to go. Ready to just, just in case, just in case, just in like, case it, a massacre broke out. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Just in case Sorry. Mass so you... Ten came to fruition. What? My Scale rating? Scale 1 to 10. What are you rating this episode? All right, one second. Let me get my notes. Uh, Dialogue-heavy episode. Pretty good, uh, but was not my favorite by any stretch. I gave it a 6. Okay. You think you think your watching situation had anything to do with that, with the heat and everything? Maybe, but, um, uh, you know, not many... M- it it would have made me cooler had there been more moments that got me to winter, but none did. <laughs> okay. Okay, I I can respect that six. That's not Thanks, too dude. far off from mine. Um, right. I I am gonna give this one a, a hard seven. Why, and, why is it always a hard? We're not. It's well, a number. It's, What's a, why would we rate it for our listeners? Like I'm gonna give it a soft six, right. but it could go like plus or minus two, I guess. What's <laughs> <laughs> a scale of one a, to ten? There's, there's only ten numbers. A Pick big one. Difference. Listen, John. There's a big difference between hard and soft numbers. All right. So like, there's a if difference. I say to... that I had, if I said that I had a soft seven and a hard seven, that is a huge difference. All right. That's. I mean, you're talking. <laughs> it's a rating. It's either it's either a seven or it isn't. <laughs> all right. Again, hard seven. And my reasons for it being a hard seven is there's some great conversation. Um, I, I liked a lot of the callbacks to stuff that happened before the show started. So that's uh, always pretty good nerd stuff there. A lot of character developments going down in this in this uh, episode. You had Danny realizing that Viserys isn't going to be the one to lead them across anymore. You had John stepping up into a leadership role at Castle Black. Um, uh, even Catelyn Tully's or Catelyn Stark's doing some character development, uh, arresting Tyrion, which turns out to be very stupid character development, but still development nonetheless. Yeah, she does a lot of stupid um, stuff. It's all right. So I, you know, I, I, I'm giving it a hard seven there. And hard then, seven. Of course, we had Which some actually, blood that's too, a good question so. too. When the when, never mind. Nothing. All right. I was gonna say sure. when you do talk uh, along the lines of hard and soft, is the measurement 
what is the actual measurement? Well, it, it's it's the difference between like a, it's like a B plus or like a B minus, you know? It's like, am I getting, am I getting like a 69 as a soft seven or am I getting like a 75? Okay, where, where is that a B plus or a B minus at any school? Well, no, 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 I'm saying like, just like, like sevens, like, Let's just say, all right, all right. So I the viewers are supposed to know this nine. going in, right? They're supposed to just, oh, Chris said a hard <laughs> seven, so it's like a B plus. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm just, pull, I'm just pulling this out of my ass. I don't know. I just like saying no. hard seven or soft seven. You in the ass today, just, dude. Can you, Calm down. Can you just give me, can you just give me all right, that, please? You can have it, sure. <laughs> sure. Right, Calm thanks. down. <laughs> all right, so, um, all right, we'll hop into the segments here. Um, we'll start off our first segment. It's what best line slash oh, yes okay. queen, which is um, we choose the best line in the show, and then we also our yas queen is basically like the sassiest or like the line with kind of some salts on it, you know? Right. So you want to start us off? Yeah, I'll with go yours? first. I'll go first. I'll I'll start us off. My best line is the seed is strong because that has huge implications down the line. So stay woke. I like uh, that. But also, like has that. anyone ever said that to you? Your seed is strong. That I feel like it'd be a really nice compliment. Well, there's only one way to find out if your seed is strong, and I haven't found that out yet, so... Suck your own dick. Has anyone dick. ever said that to you? Uh, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Every other... Yeah. I, like, slow down with the seed talk. Jeez. Um, and your Yas Queen? My Yas Queen is when John describes his first love to, to Sam. He says, young and gorgeous, a whore named Roz. <laughs> because <laughs> it's like, it was a very Akon way to describe a girl he appreciated. You know, it's just like find the way to describe, describe this girl. girl without being disrespectful. She was young and gorgeous. <laughs> a whore named Ross. Yeah. You know what song I just got uh, into that apparently is old and it's an Akon song? Right Now. You ever hear it? Oh, I want to yeah. make yeah, love right now. Nah, nah. That's what, That came out like freshman year in high school. And then you're like, I want to bleach butts right now. Nah. <laughs> Booty holes, booty holes. Booty All right, hole. so girl, that's a booty my hole. My best, best line. I, <laughs> girl, that's a booty hole. I feel like you're on the um, wrong stuff right now, dude. <laughs> no winner for you. Oh man. Yeah, All right, that. so my best best line. Back back on track here. We did this. Viserys is talking to Duran in the bathtub, and they're Ooh. going on that long tangent about dragons and everything. And yes. Viserys just snaps out of it. He's like, "What what did I buy you for to make me sad?" <laughs> and I mean, it's just kind of, it, it reminds me of like, like hypothetically, like what you would say to a hooker when she like makes you wear a condom, you know, it's just like, what, what did I buy you for to make me sad? <laughs> or like when you're watching, like when you're on the hub or the tube or, you know, any of those various sites and you're watching it, you're like, ah, I can get into this. And then two minutes later, you're like, well, what is this? <laughs> yeah. What are, what's wrong with what me? You this? look at yourself in the mirror, you're like, what's, what, what's, what's going on? Um, and then my Yas Queen, John's talking to Sam, and um, you know it was the you didn't know where to put it. We already like dove into that, so I thought that was I thought that was my Yas Queen when Sam's just like you didn't know where to put it a couple times. So yeah, not gonna not gonna have to make you guys relive that scene again because we already went into it in detail. Um, That's a great segment. scene though. What was your wait? What was your Yas Queen? My Yas Queen was when Sam was like, so you didn't know where to put it after they were talking, after him and John were talking about. Girls. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah. I yeah. also, I apologize for just flat out not listening at all during that moment. Yeah, th thanks. I thanks, was man. in the middle of something. I'm sorry. 
you're 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 a great podcast partner. <laughs> All right, good. Uh, next segment, hottest moment. Ah, yes. For me, um, do you want? I'm sorry. Is it okay if I go first? Yeah, go ahead. It was a uh, Rob Rob Stark's leadership. I think um, him taking over Winterfell was really it was a hot moment. He's a handsome dude. Uh, he he takes uh, over Winterfell and my heart in that moment. He's tall, dark, and handsome, and I think he'd be a great king. Uh, and I also think, you know, it was a hot moment. I didn't, you know, I wasn't getting close to winter or anything. I but... mean, yeah, it wasn't winter wasn't coming, but it was. I mean, no. And, yeah, if, and let's I, say I hypothetically, let's say hypothetically there. there was the threat of winter. It's probably just because it was a lull in the day, and you get those NRBs at any moment, and it had. <laughs> nothing to do with rob stark those if it nerds. was in that moment it's just coincidental you know yeah those nrvs there's no reason bones all right well i i i can i appreciate it. i'm picking up what you're laying down there with that hottest yeah. moment yeah my, he's got he's got piercing blue moment. eyes he does just stare at those my, get lost I, I actually i have two hottest moments here all right all right first one uh bat sub scene with dorea and viserys you're a big viserys fan i'm not i'm probably the smallest Viserys fan um, but I am a big Dorea fan at this point because um, she's a babe and then the next hottest moment that I have is when the mountain took out Sir Hugh and the joust and just yeah, it was super hot destroyed his <laughs> neck yeah I mean because up to that point there was no blood spilled in the episode and I feel like you need right. a little blood spilled see because last episode, week so. again you yelled at me for having two best lines and you see I had no problem with you having two hot moments and I actually had another one too which was Khaleesi smacking Viserys because it was oh, she's she, what a, she I, I don't I can't stress enough, folks. Just Amelia Clark, Daenerys, what a little just bright light of energy she is. She's the fault in your stars. She's the fault in my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the best way. She she's is the, the perk of me stars. being a wallflower. <laughs> exactly. She is my <laughs> summer for which I will spend five hundred days. But uh, yeah, so we both had so that's four hottest moments in one episode. That's great. You're welcome, folks. That's a yeah. record. That's, that's a record. <laughs> this is what we're here All right, for. So I actually wanted to I wanted to throw in kind of a special segment here, um, and and we're, we're, listeners will do this from time to time, but we'll just kind of pop up a little new a little new segment action there. All right, it's 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 a free segment. All right, so so come get your free segment. So this segment is Would You Rather. All right, so I have a question for you here, Sheedy. Would you rather live with Viserys as your brother or live with the mountain as your brother? Oh, Viserys. Really? Yeah, because I feel like I could handle Viserys. The mountain's a big dude. I wouldn't want any of that sauce. Yeah, I guess Yeah, I guess all you got to do is like backhand Viserys once. And, and then he goes down, down and he's like, like, ugh. You know, but the yeah. mountain, you can't really backhand the mountain. Yeah, you're gonna. You're, that's a quick way to get yourself murdered. It's a quick way to get but killed. You, yeah. It, well, yeah, but you can. Right, yeah, I guess you would have to like run away. Well, how about this? Would you rather? Would you rather the? Would you rather Viserys as your brother or Joffrey as your brother? Ooh, good question. Uh, you know what? Joffrey was never mean to his siblings. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. So I take Joffrey. All right, good point. I like that. I would, I would probably like take Viserys in both cases because you're right. You can just give him a swift backhand and he'll be out of the, out of the yeah. Picture. But like, also Joffrey is like good at dying, so then I would be in line for the throne. 
Yeah, that's also a good point. But Viserys also is good at dying and technically closer to being in line to the throne than Joffrey is, depending upon who you ask. Okay. Well, that's true. So then yeah. either, Chris, you're the one who's posing these stupid hypotheticals. All right, sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. All right. Uh, we, we digress once again. Um, next I segment. love that segment. I do, actually. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, a little fun, little fun action there. Is this Westeros uh, History Minute? Westeros History Minute. Yeah, this right. is, yeah. Here's yeah, John, thanks for uh, remembering. All right, folks, Chris is about to take it away with Westeros History 7 Minutes. All right, this will be actually a quick one. So for this uh, History Minute, I'm going to do House Clegane. That'll be the subject here. Um, starting off, their sigil is three dogs on a yellow field. And they're a rel relatively new house. They're only three generations old. Um, the Mountain and Hound's grandfather was the first knight of House Clegane. And the story is um, Tidos Lannister, who is Tywin's Lannister's dad, was out on a hunt one day and he got attacked by a lioness. And Ooh. the Mountain's grandfather happened to be there during that attack and stepped in. Uh, he had, he had uh, some hounds with him. He had like seven or eight hunting hounds with him. And together they took down the lioness while Tidos Lannister was kind of like injured and just laying there. And in the attempt, um, the hound's grandfather lost like an arm and a leg and also three of his hounds were killed. So that was where the sigil came from and that was where when Tidos Lannister uh, later on knighted him and he became, you know, House Clegane, gave him a nice little keep and some land to go along with it. So that's kind of the origins there. And then um, kind of to get to the Hound and Mountain right now, you touched on this earlier, but Gregor Clegane, a.k.a. the Mountain, is an absolutely terrible, awful person. And he yeah. just abuses his power. Um, he burned the Hound's face when he was just a little kid for playing yep. with his toys. Um, his, his, his sister disappeared under queer circumstances, um, quote-unquote, which is all that's mentioned about her death. Um, which I don't know. I, I you know, say what you can about Foul that. Play. But it's largely, largely speculated that the mountain killed Michael him. Peterson and pushed the, her downstairs. Yeah, and and the and his, their dad died in a hunting incident that he was on with the mountain. So Michael Peterson. That's also kind of weird. Um, so yeah, the, the couple staircasings there. A couple of um, staircasings. You gotta look out for those. Yeah. It's like and, it's like a cop looking yeah. at shell casings. Look at these staircasings. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And then to, to wrap up the minute, um, oh, Sandor Jesus. Clegane, a.k.a. the Hound, uh, doesn't want to be a knight because his brother is a knight and he does all this terrible stuff. Right. So, the Hound is not Clegane. as bad as y'all think at this point. Stay woke. Uh, quick thrones for dummies, Chris. Just give me one really interesting fact about the former Hand, who is not much touched upon uh, after this point, which is John Aaron. Ooh, one really interesting fact about him. Just give me a little um, knowledge. Okay. Drop some knowledge on me. Okay, uh, I really like. There's. I, I really don't have too much background on him, but John Aaron's the Lord of, was the Lord of the Vale. Um, right. You know, he was married to Catelyn Tully's sister Liza, and he was old at the time of his death. And uh, he raised um, uh, Robert Baratheon and Ned Stark as his wards at the Eyrie in the Vale. And he was the first one to answer the call to Robert's Rebellion after um, after Rhaegar kidnapped Ned's sister. So hmm. that's really all Very I know about him. I like um, that. 
Other than the fact that he was the hand of the king and he was like a really smart and wise dude. But. He's a smart boy. I like that. Yeah, that's interesting. Boy. Yeah, he was a good boy. His death is, uh, again, there's many catalysts and that's a big one as well. Even the lies surrounding right. his death. Again, hashtag woke. Stay. Stay woke. Stay woke. Um, What's all right, the next so segment? this is your favorite segment. Find George R. R. Martin and date. Ooh, why is it mine? All right, anyway. Uh, I got a couple for you. I feel a. like you thrive in this segment, so it's good. Thanks, man. After Roseanne last week, I really needed a good rebound. Um, you, I, they're bringing her show back, but it's called The Connors, and they're like writing Roseanne off of the show. Nice. I don't know how they're going to do that, but I love the idea of it. Um, so my first is a dragon's egg-shaped fleshlight for George, because let's be real. <laughs> let's, let's just be real. That's honestly all he needs. It's, he's an older guy. I think he just needs some time in, in, with himself. Uh, in a with fleshy, a dragon egg. With a dragon egg, yeah. yeah. He could just be like, oh, what's this? Uh, but the real date would be uh, another fantastic author just like himself, J.K. Rowling. Oh, nice. I they have like a lot that. in common. They write interesting characters. Um, and, uh, you know... A lot of backstory. A lot, a lot of, of backstory. Big books. Uh, J.K. Rowling actually finished her books, so he she would give him something to aspire to. What's yours? I like that. You like it? So mine, mine is uh, LeBron James. Right? Ooh. So, so here, so hear me out here. We're yeah. we're, we're going through uh, NBA free agency right now, and LeBron James was just signed to the Lakers. If you guys don't really follow the NBA, but here's the thing. So. LeBron, going back to his uh, big decision, you know, he was just had everyone suspended for a while. Didn't know where he was going. Didn't right. know what was going on. Took stand south beach. That's kind of where beach. we are right now. With it's kind of where we are right now with the with the books. You know, we we don't know when the next book's gonna come out. We we you know we don't even know if it's finished yet. So don't know where he's gonna go. I mean, George might take his talents to Miami and just say fuck writing the rest of the books. I don't know. So that's what I'm feeling there. Also big factor with LeBron he's got to have his big three on his teams before he goes there and I think that George R. R. Martin is a big three guy too three dragons um, Ooh. yeah so yeah type three Come diabetes it's <laughs> <laughs> fucked up <laughs> yeah, well uh, that's interesting and just to think of those two everyone with me all of our all of our viewers is <laughs> three jeez D3 the Mighty Ducks you know all of it everyone close your eyes and just imagine George R. R. Martin and LeBron James making sweet passionate love oh Chris good call good call I love it I don't know Thanks, who's uh, who's not into this uh, next segment which I skipped over last week and you rightly corrected me unnecessary titties yeah, you can't you can't skip over this. So unnecessary titties. Necessary. Uh, for for people who may just be tuning into this now, this is where we go through and we pick um, the most unnecessary nude scene, or maybe just like even the most unnecessary scene in the show. Because in any HBO titties. show, as we discussed, there's always like boobs in it to feel forced because it's like just because they can, they put them in. And this is what we're right. kind of what the joke is. And mine is of course Khaleesi's weak ass brother in the tub with Dorea because again. She's a smoke show, and he's a six, and it's frustrating to see a six with a girl like that. Because I'm, like I said, Chris, we've discussed this. I'm a California seven, easy, uh, a hard California seven, and I see, should be. There you go. That's what I was looking for. And I should be in the tub with that hot girl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, but that's, that's actually but that's actually mine too though. Like you stole you stole mine in that scene too. I didn't see you you loved that scene. Yeah, I know, but I mean it was kinda I mean the whole the whole time where they were just sitting there talking and their titties are just sitting there. This is just kinda unnecessary titties. True, true. But they they did like a yeah. tasteful hair bra. Yeah, I, over over in one of them though. The, the other one was exposed. <laughs> you were really studying, weren't you? Yes. Yeah, Doing that SPR, strictly professional research. I'll say this: yeah. is that again, that girl's a, that girl's awesome, and she's with that loser, you know. So it's like, yeah. and she loves dragons. Come over to my house. I'll whip out the PS One. We'll pop in Spyro. And let's go crazy. <laughs> Great game. Great game. All right, so RIP Spyro. I'm, after last week's trial by combat, which was. I'm bringing it back absurd. to normalities a little bit. Okay. <laughs> we started episode one, I believe, that. was to catch Predator. Episode two was Legal Jannies. <laughs> episode three. Legal Jannies was episode two, which I still liked. And episode three, of course, what? was Fish Fuckers, which, uh, to the uh-huh. people out there with the huge response, I appreciate it. I agree. I don't know what Chris is talking about. We're going to get Fish Fuckers on the air. I promise. I'm talking to Jeremy Wade's people. <laughs> Turns out he definitely fucks fish, uh, in my opinion. So let's. Jeremy, I mean, your British accent, it'd be perfect. Uh, but my mine for this week, Chris, for my, TC, my TBC, my Trial by Combat. Is uh, a show that we both loved, Waco. Oh man! Fucking right. Great, this is a six-part miniseries that was on the Paramount Channel uh, about David Koresh and Waco. Taylor Kish, Taylor Kish, I'm sorry, plays David Koresh, and uh, Michael Shannon plays an FBI negotiator. And it's such a good show, and it's so, so good. good. And it's uh, and me and Chris talk a lot, and we turn this show into something it isn't, but what, outlandishly hilarious. Where David Crash is even freakier than you'd believe from the show. I, fucking, I mean, fucking right, I fucking right. I, I don't, I don't even know. I mean, do we start? I, I mean, I love Waco. You're putting me in between a rock and a hard place here. Because man. it was such a good show. It was so David good. David Crash like, just he's just negotiating, and they're like, "You, you got David. You gotta send us out some of those some kids, David." He's like, "I'm not sending out shit, dick bitch." This is my family, all right, These are my kids. I'm not sending out. David, send out one of your seals. Send out seven of your seals. <laughs> Listen, Thibodeau, you got to hold on to these seven seals. Thibodeau right? with those big fat tits. When you want it, Thibodeau, when you wanted some milk, who who gave you that milk? You did, David. You did, David. Fucking right. right. Don't you fucking forget it. <laughs> David, you still all got right, me on the um, line. I can hear all of this. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, these are all inside so, jokes. <laughs> my my uh, job, I guess, is in the trial by combat is to try to explain to how Game of Thrones is better than yeah. Waco. So, okay. Wow, Waco is a great show. But Game of Thrones, I would have to say, is better. A, because um, there's a lot more stuff that you can experiment with. So, for example, Waco is focused in on this one area at Mount Carmel, this one scene, this one time in history, whereas Game of Thrones is over the span of thousands of years. You've got a whole world that you can cover. Um, there's even going to be a prequel coming out. Actually, breaking news. Um, spoiler yeah. alert. Spoiler alert. Production, production actually started on the prequel. The working title is The Long Night, and it's supposed to take place about a thousand The a Long thousand Night Rises. Yeah. A thousand or so years before the uh, actions of uh, Game of Thrones, so mm-hmm. it should be pretty interesting. It's going to focus on the uh, Age of Heroes, 
and how it turns into a long night. So there should be some legendary characters in it. I'm really excited. But cool. back to my uh, main point, yeah, that's basically, I mean, I liked Waco so much, I don't really have too much bad to say about it. But I think that uh, Game of Thrones has an advantage because there's so much more to cover. Um, I and, would give Waco obviously can't go off. It's a fair argument. I would happened. give a point to Waco just because you know again though it, it brought such it brought it to life you know. But I appreciate what you said. But again, we don't make the call here. The gods do. Right. The old gods, the new god. Yeah. We'll be the base god. Uh, we'll leave it to the seven. We'll leave it to the seven. Seals. The seven seals. Oh, fucking right. <laughs> Yo, I got Maybe like six of these. Accents. Maybe there is. Maybe David uh, lives in George. He lives in all of us, folks. Uh, and he yes. definitely lived in everyone's wife at that compound because he banged all of them. <laughs> uh, but that's it for right. episode four. That's our show, guys. Um, we appreciate it. We actually. Oh, more exciting news. We're up on iTunes now. I'm sure iTunes. a lot of you guys have seen us. Uh, tweet and post that so let uh, me just subscribe uh, on itunes please that'd subscribe awesome. on itunes us give us a stars. five stars share us share us with your friends from you know that'd be really grateful mm -hmm. we're grateful for all the views as it is uh feel free to um like comment share follow us on twitter and instagram at deep thrones pod all one word deep thrones pod on instagram and twitter uh we have a facebook page as well deep thrones follow that uh, we appreciate all the clicks and the views. Check us out on iTunes. We still have our SoundCloud as yet as well. The likes and the uh, shares sure do mean a lot. And again, any questions at Chris Can't Swims, one word, and at Chopper underscore Sheedy. Oh yeah, that's all I got. Thank you, fucking guys. right, um, Chris. Uh, anything else you want to add? You're you're good. That's all I got. All right, well, folks, um, uh, we appreciate y'all listening. And uh, Daenerys, hit me up. Let me show you a hard seven. <laughs>